I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Parents, empathy for your kid. You really have to manage your kid's expectation and your own expectations. If you're a parent on this chat and you feel you can hustle more than your kid, slide more than your kid, communicate more than your kid, hit better than your kid, what I would do is I would join an adult league and go crazy, sliding, hitting, be try hard, run to your field, do all that stuff, but leave your player alone just because you buy the dude a $450 bat doesn't mean you own him like that. Let the kid play and have fun. And if because you buy him a bat, you feel that you have the authority to do something like that, don't buy him the bat. You'll do him more justice having him hit with his boy's bat and you have a good relationship for him. Trust me, baseball is not worth, if you're a parent on this chat, baseball is not worth the relationship with your kid. Time has come. It's 8.01. I'm going to go ahead and get started because I there is a lot of exciting, important uh, information coming your way. I'm going to continue to click, so I apologize to let guys in as they get on, um, but I do not want to wait any longer. Gentlemen who are in New Jersey, guys that are outside of New Jersey that are joining as I speak, um, tonight you are in for an amazing treat. Um, I had the opportunity to, to meet this young man uh, probably about almost a year ago, I would say unexpectedly. Um, I did not, I must give credit where credit is due. I did not know this young man who's on the call tonight. Uh, I got to give credit to Lou Janot, who um, brought him to us at U.S. Elite unexpectedly during a tryout and a workout up in North Jersey. And I did not know anything about um, this gentleman. And at that time, when he was done that day speaking, I totally said, this is the guy that we got to have with us, partner with us, be with us, be around us, um, get involved in our program in some way every so often. And um, from that point on, you know, he's definitely been there. And anything we've needed, he's always, you know, been able to to help and support and provide you know uh, positivity our way he is an influencer on social media he's a nationally known speaker um, he's famous on instagram as majority of you guys know because majority of you already follow him and if not you will be following him after tonight's call uh, he's a personal coach he's a mental coach he has his own podcasts um He's just that guy who is, who's, you know, come up in the ranks of social media and across the country and is now known, um, you know, by, by so many famous people 
um, you know, across the world. But most importantly, as I know he'll probably talk about, his most important job is he's a husband and he's a father. And um, being a husband and a father myself, that's the number one job out of everything. I know he'll speak about that tonight too. But with that being said, guys, special Zoom call tonight, something different, something amazing. Um, you know, so I want to welcome to the Zoom call the one and only Coach HP, my man, lose man, straight out of Miami, uh, straight out of the sunshine. How are you doing, sir? It is so, it's such a privilege to have you on this call. Likewise, likewise. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Perfect, perfect. Listen, first of all, um, thank you for the beautiful intro, number one. Number two, I'm so empathetic for you guys up there with the cold because just like Coach said, man, we are not dealing with this right now. Today there wasn't a cloud in the sky. We've never seen snow down here. We're playing baseball 24-7. We haven't had the issues that you guys had with your state. Everything has pretty much been open here. So every baseball player that's on this, every parent that's on this, every coach, you have my empathy. That's number one. So I want to start with that. That's super important. Number two, the fact that Curtis has a guy like me on shows me that he cares about you guys, cares about you guys enough to get you guys different opinions, different point of views. And I understand, maybe not some of the parents here, maybe not some of the coaches, but for my players, I understand that the front part of our brain doesn't develop till we're 24, 25 years old. What does that mean? A lot of you dudes look like men already, but we're not even close. And you're gonna make decisions that you're really not prepared to make them in life. And it's not like I know everything, but I've dealt with enough people to understand what's going on. And in a week where this past week that just passed, that I'm fortunate enough to have conversations with guys like Manny Machado, Yonder Alonso, and then I speak to Nolan Arenado, that puts me at a place where people now should listen to me. And then when I'm speaking at FIU, which is one of the top programs in the country in what they do here in Miami, and I'm speaking there two days from now, and I'm speaking about the same thing I'm telling you guys, which is the most important thing in everything we do in life, guys, is gratitude, man. If we don't look at things in perspective of we're lucky to be here, we're lucky to be on a Zoom call. We're lucky that we have this technology. If we don't look at it that way, everything's going to be horrible. Everything's going to be, I don't get enough of. Everything's going to be, poor me. Everything's going to be, I'm the victim. And that's super hard to understand when you're your guy's age in high school, but it's the worst thing to have, the worst mindset. And it's the number one thing college coaches are looking for. College coaches want to deal with winners. They don't want to deal with babies. And when I say winners, I don't mean guys that have won titles in high school and won a bunch of trophies. They want to deal with guys that have learned how to deal with failure and not blame others 
but take ownership of that. And I really want to stress that with you guys, talking with everybody here as much as we can, man to man, that's the most important thing. And as you guys have all my empathy, the reason is baseball continues to be the hardest sport we're ever going to play. The reason why is, yes, if we fail out of seven times, we're awesome and we're beasts and we're multimillionaires and we're all-stars and all that stuff. But you got to understand that baseball doesn't have re-entry. So the fact that we can re-enter back in a game sucks for us baseball players. That's it. We get one shot at every single game and only nine of us can play at a time. So you got to understand the bigger picture. Every single time we play this sport, you got to understand the bigger picture. And the reason why I love talking to you guys about this is because very few people are talking about this. The most qualified baseball players doesn't mean they're allowed to talk to you guys because they have no empathy for you guys because they've never had to deal with what you guys are going through. The top players that I've spoken to have been the top players pretty much their whole life. So they don't have to worry about a single thing. Everybody's looking at them. But 90% of us in this room, including me, that wasn't my situation. So how do we compete against others? How do we let our talents develop? And how do we have fun in a situation that doesn't seem fun? We've been trained that fun equals winning, that fun equals exposure, that fun equals trophies. And when I tell you that it's completely the reverse, fun equals what I have right there, Effort and attitude, man. The more you guys give effort and attitude, the two things you can control, the happier you're going to be in life. I guarantee you. I've worked with some of the most successful people in the world. They call me when they're having trouble with their kids. And the one thing they don't focus on is effort and attitude. They focus on everything else. So if you're a player right now, number one thing, Gratitude. Write that down. Put that in your thing. If you're going to get a tattoo, I would start with gratitude. First tattoo you ever get, get tatted gratitude, okay? So that's number one. Gratitude. It's going to open the door for you forever. Number two, that we're not taught as men, and especially as baseball players, there's a special word called communication. Communication. We have to communicate with our coaches. We have to communicate with our parents, man. Our parents have sacrificed so much for you guys. That's where the gratitude comes in. But they don't understand, because they're civilians, in what us baseball players go through. And a coach is not going to respect a high school player that his parents talk for him. Does that make sense to all my players out there? So because of that, you have to represent yourself when you talk. You have to speak to your parents as if you're a young man and say, dad, my man, this is what I got. This is what we're doing. Yes, let's talk about it. Let's get involved. But I don't want you talking shit about the coach. I don't want you talking bad about anybody else because these are my boys. This is my coach who I have to respect. At the same time, I understand that not every coach is the most 
awesomest coach in the world and the best coach in the world. If anybody in this chat feels that they're getting cheated out of their baseball experience, that is normal. What I would do is right after this awesome chat that we're having here, I would text my man Kurt up there and say, Kurt, I got to talk to you for a second. You know what? HP was absolutely right. I don't belong here. But I want to thank you for the one year, two years, three years, everything you've done for me. I really want to thank you. And I want you to know that if you need me for anything, I'm going to be available to you. And you leave like a man. Capital M, capital A, capital N. Man. Why is that important? I'm going to tell you why that's important. 20 years ago, I played at a Division II school called Pfeiffer University. Pfeiffer University is in Meisenheimer, North Carolina. When I played in that university, my first year I had this one coach who didn't last long. They fired him. And I was this big-time recruit that came from Miami. And I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't really want to be there because I was making my dad happy. And that year was a complete disaster. I didn't make the correct connection with the coach. I fought him. He got fired. And I lost that relationship with that guy. Because I feel everything that bad happens in my life, unless it's an extreme situation, guys, I blame myself. I blame myself for everything that goes wrong that I can control. Because I did not have the right attitude. Had a good effort, but I didn't have the right attitude with the guy. And I was a little bit older than you guys. Okay? That was coach number one. Coach number two coached me his first year and he was a young dude I was 20 he was 23 years old I had no idea this dude was only three years older than me and he coached me and we hit it off super well I ended up getting in trouble because I got here in Miami a modeling agency hired me and I started calling models from North Carolina which don't do that guys on the coaches uh, card thing and I wasn't going to play, and I left. But I became friends, and I stayed connected with coach number two, right? 20 years later, I had no idea I'd become coach HP. When I became coach HP, I'll, now I'm in the baseball world. Now I'm talking to you guys. Now I need baseball people to validate my story of why I'm here. Coach number one is a dude by the name of Marty Reed. Marty Reed today is the Atlanta Braves bullpen coach in the big leagues. Think about what would have happened if I would have been tight with that dude. I would have had access to the Braves. I would have been able to talk to him and stuff like that, but I didn't keep that relationship. I messed that up. Yes, he did things that were wrong, but I could have been the bigger man and be like, okay, and kept going. Coach number two happens to be a coach that some of you guys might know by the name of Chris Pollard, who's the manager of Duke. So think about that. Me and Coach Pollard, who I think is going to be one of the greatest coaches in college baseball history, happens to be the manager of a university that everybody wants their kid to go, pretty much, which is Duke University. Superb athletic program one of the nicest coaches in the world in a winning program. Me and the guy are super tight. He came on my podcast. I'm going to speak to the team. Parents, my players, 
This is a relationship game. Whoever tells you this is about home runs doesn't know life. This is about building relationship. Whoever's on your team right now, you never know who the next person's going to be. And baseball, as you guys know, the people that follow me, gives us so many opportunities that when I played didn't exist, that now I could have the next YouTuber that does a baseball thing around baseball. I could have the next commentator in this chat. I could have the next influencer that's going to have his own glove, his own custom glove with his logo by the greatest company in baseball history, right? That could be somebody sitting in this chat right now. But then we're worried about things like playing time, which we can't control. We're worried about home runs. We're, wor we're worried about impressing people that don't matter. You don't need to impress anybody. You just got to play the game. And if your talent is where your passion is and you're willing to work hard, plus you get the breaks, now we're talking. But every single big leaguer that I spoke to last year at the Gold Glove Awards, whether it was Francisco Lindor, Nolan Arenado, Cody Bellinger, Chapman, Mark Chapman, anyone you name, Ozzie Smith, Johnny Bench, Keith Hernandez, everybody mentioned having fun. We don't have fun because we think we're competing against somebody else, and we're not. You don't compete against anybody but yourself. Because this is a game of luck more than anything. It's a game of, do you happen to get in a hot streak? Do you happen to stay in the lineup? Do you happen to hit a pitch that usually you don't hit and you hit it in the clutch and there happens to be the right scout at the time that sees you and you move on? A lot of this stuff is luck. And the problem is you can't only play when somebody important shows up because you're never going to know when they're there, when they don't want you to be there. And for everybody in this chat, the first person, a college coach is going to ask about your skill set is not going to be your mom, your dad, or your boy. They're going to call my man Curtis up there and say, Curtis, number 12, I like what I see. Talk to me about him. And then my man Curtis is going to have to make a choice. He's going to have to make a choice. He's either going to say, no, that's your guy. You're going to love him. Or, eh. And he's done it before. He'll do it again. That's why this is a relationship play. You take your lessons, get faster, get stronger, build relationships. Become friends with everybody. Get to know everybody. If you're the shortstop fourth batter, become boys with a backup outfielder. You never know who's going to be what. Trust me on this. I've seen so many people who were nobodies in high school now be worth a lot of money and a lot of opportunities for us and be great people. So talk. Talk to your teammates. Build relationships. Baseball is just like life, guys. Baseball rewards the team play. If you sacrifice yourself, it doesn't count against your average. If you sacrifice bunt, doesn't count against your average. You sacrifice fly, doesn't count against your average. Life is the same way.
you help somebody out, you help somebody out, carry their equipment, you help them out if they're having a bad day, you help them if they forget about whatever it is. If you're the guy that helps versus the guy that complains, life will be so much easier for you. The opportunities will just flow like you have no idea. We are all dealing with this coronavirus thing. You guys up north, worse than I am down here. But we're all at play at life. And you guys now need to be more dealing with adversity than any other class that has ever done it before because they're changing the rules on us guys every single day. Someday we're playing at this tournament. Now nah, you're not. Then you're playing over there. Not really. Oh, we're going to have a 12-game season. No, 20-game season. No, this year, that year. Crazy. Nobody knows what they're doing. Here's the fact. Ready? Nobody knows what they're doing this year. So what can you control? Right there. Your effort and your attitude. Your effort and your attitude. So because you can control your effort and your attitude, your expectations have to be managed in a way that's realistic so you don't get your heart broken and become the biggest hater on the team because you think you're supposed to do something and you're really not. Guys, I had one of my friends that I worked with his kid for a little bit. That guy's one of the biggest agents in baseball. Represented Miguel Cabrera, Pedro Ortiz, Big Poppy. Now he just represents Jose Abreu, the American League MVP. I'm dealing with his son. His son's a 6'3 lefty, drops bombs, throws low 91, 92. The guy has grades. And he went straight to a junior college that made the wrong choice. Look how qualified his dad made the wrong choice. And then he transferred to another junior college. And I asked him, I go, man, why doesn't, why did he go division one? And his response to me was that I want him to go to a place that if he, that if he goes 0 for 8, he's going to still be in the lineup. Think about that. Think about if you go to a place that's stacked and you go 0 for 8, you won't see the field again for a month. Because every college is riding the hot hand. Unless you're like some weird three-year senior, uh, senior or captain, every Division I team that's super good is riding the hot hand 24-7. So guys, manage your expectations. Junior college is a good idea. If you don't have the grades and you still want to play, junior college works. D3 works. D2 works. It might hurt the ego and you can't post on your Instagram Florida commit and all that, right? So it might not be that sexy, but it doesn't matter because sexy doesn't equal happiness. You know what equals happiness, guys? Honesty and calling it how it is. Being yourself, being a nice dude, and just talking how you feel. Communication. Super important. Communication. Kurt, am I doing good or what, bro? <laughs> yeah, man. I could, I mean, I personally, I can sit here for hours and just listen, you know, to you and your wisdom. Um, you know, what I what I would like to do is 
kind of go through your growing up and how you got to where you are currently. And then what I, what I'm going to do is I know a bunch of guys have questions and I want them to have the opportunity to ask you their questions because it's about them tonight. And then we do have to stop at 8.58 just because Mark Hessel uh, created a, a phone call for tonight. Um, so we'll just have to stop at 8.58 so guys can get on that phone call. That's important. Um, but, but, but Coach HP, man, tell us about your, your growing up and what it was like and, and the pressures and, and the baseball and, and what you did as a kid. Were you a football player, a soccer player? And, and what your journey looked like. All right. So, guys, I'm the biggest failure in the history of Miami baseball by far, by far. My dad's obsession was baseball. I'm from a little country called Cuba where that's the top thing we do. And my dad took it overboard so badly that he beat the shit out of me through the sport, physically, punching in the face, everything. Everybody saw it, including my mom. And he was so obsessed and people thought that that's what I needed to make it. And nobody wanted me to become a baseball player more than my dad. I played zero football, zero basketball, zero everything. All I did was train baseball 24 seven. I would go to the beach and it'd be with a glove and we'd be doing pitching drills and we'd be doing hitting under the, with a bat under the, the water. Everything was baseball 24 seven. And what that did was in life, it built tremendous work ethic, which I love now and I appreciate, but I got lucky. I got lucky that I was born with a weird positivity gene that really I, my trauma, I turned it the wrong way. I was a guy that used to wet the bed at night till I was 14 years old because I was terrified when I did wrong, what would happen to me? And I lived in fear 24 seven because of baseball. With that said, I was the best till I hit about 13. And then my dad threw me 120 innings, blew out my elbow. I told him it was killing me. We had to keep going. We won a first place tra plastic trophy that I've never seen again. That means nothing. And ruined my arm forever. So then I became a hitter and I was a real good hitter, but I had ego problems because I wanted to impress everybody in this chat. And instead of being myself, which was a contact hitter that would hit the other way very well and never struck out, I wanted to be like Bryce Harper. I wanted to drop bombs, pimp home runs. I wanted to be real sexy so I could really have a lot of swag. And I found out that the best play for me is to have zero swag and let my playing express itself and get people attention. I was recruited by no one because my senior year of high school i tried to hit like somebody else so i had nothing so i walked on to a school called miami Dade community college here that had three teams turned into one and of the team that i played that i walked on to nine of us including me when i was with the mets when i coached with the mets nine of us are in the big leagues what a team that was i made that team as first base fourth batter and then I quickly worked my way right out of the lineup because I wanted to try to keep hitting home runs and be somebody else. So the moral of that story is if you're on this chat right now and you're the best contact hitter, go hard at being a contact hitter. Don't change yourself 
because the guy in front of you hits home runs. Don't change yourself because you just saw Fernando Tatis crush it. And you're like, oh, man, that's sexy. I'm going to love that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Be who you are. The best thing I can tell anybody here is be who you are. And if you don't like yourself, then find ways to really like yourself. That's hard in the social media culture. I get it because everybody's popping off and everybody's showing off. But I would really do that. And then my baseball career, after that little North Carolina stint, I didn't play baseball for two years. Then I walked on because one day I was at the beach and my dad goes, you still have the best swing in town. And I said, I think I do. And I walked on to FIU. And at FIU, I made the team. But I was a fifth-year senior in a team that was stacked that just went to the Super Regionals and lost against Mark Pryor. And the coach told me, listen, I love your skill set. I love your attitude, but you're not going to play a lot. I said, no problem. As long as I'm part of the team, I'm good. And guys, about three weeks into it, I wasn't playing. And my dad, right before the game, goes to me. If today, either you go beat up the coach or I'm going to jump the fence and beat up the coach for not playing you. I said, I'm done. I left my uniform there and I said, peace out, baseball. And I never played baseball again. That it have nothing to do with baseball. Decided uh, I'm going to go the modeling route, became an actor, moved to Los Angeles, slept in a car for six months, and ironically, go figure the sport that saves me, baseball. Baseball has saved me my whole life. It's almost emotional while, you, while I think about it. The sport that abused me all your guys' age down there saves me now, and I make a living out of doing this. That's why I tell you, relationships, 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 whether you win or lose, relationship, whether Curtis puts you in the lineup or not, relationship, shake that man's hand every single time. Coach, thank you, man. After every tournament, coach, man, I wanted to get in, but thank you very much. Coach, you, you got us new uniforms. Thank you very much. I understand that everybody on this chat is paying to play. We understand that. That's part, of, that's part of the routine. That's how it works. Still say thank you. If you can get that man to have your back, it's well worth whatever you pay. Because you're going to have a man there that has a great reputation that'll have your back forever. You could put him on a resume. You could put him on a referral thing. You could ask him for help for a college job if you want to coach. If you want to announce, if you want to get to me, he'll do that. Now, if he turns out to be a crook and does some weird shit, then that's on him and you find somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Because that's life works that way. But let's think about that, guys. Relationship, man. Don't just love him because he plays you and don't hate on him because he doesn't. Remember, Coach HP doesn't put the lineup. I don't play any of you guys. So every parent loves Coach HP. The hardest thing to, in the world to do is be a baseball coach. You get zero reward, zero, very little money to do what, what this guy does and what the parents are doing and stuff like that. My advice for the parents on this chat, parents, empathy for your kid. You really have to manage your kid's expectation and your own expectation. If you're a parent on this chat and you feel you can hustle more than your kid, slide more than your kid, 
communicate more than your kid, hit better than your kid, what I would do is I would join an adult league and go crazy, sliding, hitting, be try hard, run to your field, do all that stuff, but leave your player alone just because you buy the dude a $450 bat doesn't mean you own him like that. Let the kid play and have fun. And if because you buy him a bat, you feel that you have the authority to do something like that, don't buy him the bat. You'll do him more justice having him hit with his boy's bat and you have a good relationship for him. Trust me, baseball is not worth, if you're a parent on this chat, baseball is not worth the relationship with your kid. Think about that. Because you don't want him to be happy at 15, 16, 17. You want him to be 40 years old and talk about you like an absolute champ. I don't do that to my dad. My dad produced the greatest influencer right now in the baseball setting in the country. So in 1985, when I get my first mitt by force, because the only thing Santa Claus brought me was a baseball mitt, it was signed by a guy named, and parents are going to know this, a guy named Keith Hernandez, who was, you guys are Mets guys. So here in Miami, we didn't have the Marlins back then. So we had WWR, and we watched, we grew up as Mets fans, and Keith Hernandez was my guy. And growing up, me and my dad watched Keith Hernandez and all stuff. He didn't know that 30 years later, his son would become the biggest influencer in the country. He didn't know that 30 years later, when his son, this special edition glove that I have here, that when I interviewed Keith Hernandez at the Gold Glove Awards, my dad wasn't there. Because I didn't want him there. Uh, my dad loves baseball more than me a million times. But because he didn't act the right way as an adult, I have a choice if I got to deal with the old man or not. Parents, your kids are going to make choices really soon. And for the majority of you guys, the minute you cut them off financially, watch if they come back or not. And if they do, you did a good job. And if they didn't, the coach warned you. That's the number one thing. All right, so... First question, I got a text from Nick DeSasio. Nick, are you ready for your question for Coach HP? Yes, sir. All right, you're up, Nicky. Go ahead, babe. So I guess my question would be, like, what to this day, like, every day you wake up and, like, what is, like, your motivation to keep doing what you're doing right now? This, by far, this. I, I love talking to you guys. I love helping. There's no empathy for us. Nobody feels sorry for you guys. Nobody's preparing you guys. I would honestly, and I've had on my show, everybody from Logan Paul to Gary V to George Lopez and then all the baseball people. My last guest was Rich Kleiman, who's Kevin Durant's business partner in his new ventures. Dealt with Jay-Z 24-7. I would eliminate in high school unless you're going to be a doctor or in that kind of field, I'd eliminate algebra, pre-algebra, calculus, all that stuff. And I would talk about human relationship, one-on-one communication, how to say I messed up guys. I messed up. I'm sorry, coach. I messed up, bro. Damn. I, I, I didn't see the sign coach. Uh, 
Pops, I messed up, man. I, you told me to spend 50 bucks. I spent $3,000. I messed up, bro. I'm sorry. We don't know how to do that. We take everything personal and then we blame other people. Ah, oh, but look what you did. So if I can get one dude in here to hit me up after and tell me, coach, man, thank you so much, dude. That really helped out. That's, that's what motivates me every single day. And it ain't only the doing. I got to produce content. I got to get it out into the world. And that is my passion. That is what makes me happy. This conversation makes me the happiest guy in the world. I could talk to you guys forever. So that's my motivation to keep doing what I'm doing. Very different than with baseball, because you guys got to understand, you're headed to a world that if you're lucky enough to play college, that if there's a 7.30 game, you're going to get to the field at 4 o'clock. Get dressed in your warm-up gears. Stretch out. If you're lucky to go to Division One, you're going to get stretched out by your strength coach. Then you go inside. The other team stretches out. Then you take BP. Other team takes BP. You go infield, outfield. They go infield, outfield. You come in. You get dressed with a uniform. You come out. National anthem. You play. By the time you're done playing nine innings of baseball, which I think you guys are still in seven-inning world, when you're done in nine innings of baseball without a clock in college, Guys, a lot of times it's 11 o'clock at night. You got to shower, go home, and then make grades in whatever school you're at. If you don't love this thing, this is going to become an absolute nightmare. So that's why passion equals that you're willing to do something for free, whether one person sees it or you have the amazing USC League from New Jersey people seeing it. So, Great question, Nikki. Um, Drew Wires, you a text also. You have a question. You're up next. And Coach HP, I see in the background, so you know, um, I see that Rawlings poster, U.S. Elite New Jersey and U.S. Elite National uh, just signed on as the Platinum with the Rawlings Platinum Club. And we're now part of the eight teams in the country, eight organizations, excuse me, in the organization uh, in the country that is partnered with Rawlings. So that's quite a, a, a major, major, um, we're going to get major recognition from, from partnering with Rawlings to get all their benefits. Um, Are you so, using the bats too? What's that? Are you using the Rawlings bats? We're not there yet. The gloves, the gloves are around. We're already being ordered are, and okay. everything else. Okay. Um, I strongly recommend for you guys out there, I love the new Quattro Pro is sick. The pop on it is amazing. The way better than the old one. They recolored it. It's, it's awesome. I would, if, if he gets rolling with it, I would get a couple of those. If I go up there, I'll bring some, but they're awesome. They're really good. I really recommend it. Cool, man. You're up, Drew Wires. Go ahead, man. Coach, how are you? What's up, dude? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing great, bro. That's good. So my question is to you, um, I'm going to kind of expand upon the Rawlings. And I'm a bit – I baseball is my number one sport. I play other sports, as you know. And um, I have a desire to play baseball in the future. Um, I, I Baseball is my passion. So I'm going to touch upon the baseball aspect. And I, I think it's still pretty freaking cool that you get to go – 
to the Gold Glove Award ceremony and talk to the biggest names in baseball and the sport. And what was it like? I'm not going to name any specific names, but what was it like? I mean, you could give an example of a name and then kind of touch upon that. But what was it like just sitting down and talking to the best of the best in the in the world? And what was something that you guys talked about? Perfect example. Look, last week, I'm in a cage with uh, Manny Machado. And you're talking about, let's talk contract-wise, probably the fourth richest third contract in all sports at that itself. A guy who doesn't know his dad took three buses to get to high school out of Burrito High School here in Miami that nobody has ever come out of there. And this dude has made it to where he's made it. Maybe he's made some mistakes, but in a technical aspect, the first drill the guy does is one-handed high T drill. Ta, ta. Another hand, one-handed. He goes, you see that little box over there? That's a Rapsodo they sent me, but I've never opened it. I have nothing against the technology, but he kept it real simple. Everything is center of the field, not trying to pull, hard line drives, not trying to hit bombs. I have yet to talk to a guy that has told me, coach, I just drop bombs. That's all I care about. I just literally want to drop bombs. And what I want, and this is important in this, uh, Drew, with this question is professional baseball is very different than the level of baseball you guys are at and then college baseball, because professional baseball is a very me baseball. Yes, you played in a team, but it's a me baseball because of the financial applications of it. And everybody's really fighting for a position. And because the financial application of it is so high, the baseball players tend to check out after they've made a certain amount of money. So you see a lot of swag, you see a lot of jogging, walking, not hustling because they've already made it and it's different. And it's very hard for us young dudes that look up to these guys and see everything they have and try to and want to imitate that and then come down to real world and the world be completely different. So that's the number one thing I noticed for that I talked to all these people is how humble they were and how much fun they have with the sport and how normal they are. It's like talking to you guys. We all put on the cleats, we play. Yes, the money separates us, <clears throat> but even now with social media, the baseball players, the pro guys, other than Trevor Bauer, who's special in that case, don't wanna touch it because they don't wanna get in trouble. They make so much money playing baseball, that they don't want to get into this world of TikTok and of Instagram. But you guys and us, we like that. And that's why baseball is leaving the young guys and less and less of you guys are playing baseball because there's that disconnect with the pros. But Drew, every single one of those guys, they keep it simple and they have fun. They work on special things with their swing coach, hitting coach, all that stuff, some of them. But the biggest stars in the world, keep it simple, center of the field, 
nobody's going poor. Nobody's dropping and loading. That's all Instagram, social media stuff. The guys were getting real money to play, gap to gap. That's awesome. Thanks, Coach, Coach HP. Uh, Ryan Kochi hit me up with a text. He's got the next question. Go ahead, Ryan. Good evening, Coach. I hope everything's going all right. Uh, so my question is, earlier in the call or the meeting, you talked about how as you got older, relationships is like something you realize were very, very important. Uh, what is like another say topic or something else that you learned over time or maybe that you just learned that is really important that you wish you knew back when you were playing bro be yourself that's number one dude if you can be yourself if you're a funny guy be a funny guy if you're a tough guy then you're a tough guy but don't be a funny guy don't be a funny guy and try to be a tough guy that ain't gonna work out for you be chill be yourself. If you like Pokemon cards, own up to it. Hey, man, I love Pokemon. You don't like it? That's on you. If you like soap operas, you like soap operas. Be you, man. 2021 is really rewarding people, especially men that know who they are. To really know who you are. And for you guys, it's very difficult because you haven't started living life yet. You're traveling. You're seeing people, you're watching stuff, you're seeing a lot of stuff on the internet, which is awesome, but be you. If I'm holding up money to my ear and that's what Coach HP is doing and that's not you because you don't have whatever, don't do that. You got to understand, we do a lot of things to impress other people, impress chicks, impress all the stuff. And in 2021, people are respecting more guys who are themselves who are humble. There's a word called being vulnerable. I don't know if anybody's heard of that word before. Being vulnerable is saying, you know what, man? I can't hit a curveball. I got to work on that, coach. Coach, I can't hit lefty on lefty. I got to work on that. So that's the number one thing, dude. Be yourself, man. If you're good rocking the hoodie, man, rock the hoodie. If you like to whatever it is, and if somebody doesn't like you, then you don't deal with that. You don't hate on them for not liking you, though. You don't hate on them. You just live your life, bro. But if you could be yourself, man, that's the greatest gift ever, bro. You know what? That's 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 great advice, especially for this young man, Ryan, who just um, who actually just asked that question. Because I want to show you guys a video. I don't know if you can see that, but Ryan actually does act like himself all the time. I'm going to turn this up real quickly, Coach, because we're just going to get a laugh. This was Ryan about three weeks ago in my living room, um, singing. And so here's a little piece of Ryan. I want to embarrass the hell out of him right now. Wait a minute. Yeah. So that that's Drew and, and Ryan, you know, having a good time. Anyway, I can forward that to all the guys. But there that, we go. Ryan definitely asked the right question of, of being himself, and he likes to sing. He can't sing. But him and Drew together, like two cackling chickens, to be honest with you. I don't know don't even talk, about. Ryan. I'm muting you out. That, that was amazing. <laughs> that, was, that was the best time of your life. Yes. Goodbye, Ryan. <laughs> anyway, Colton, you're up next. Uh, back to uh, a serious question for, for our guy, Coach HP. Colton, you're up. 
How you doing, Coach? Uh, I just want to say uh, I really appreciate everything you're saying so far. I like I like the uh, insight you have on life. Um, oh, so, I mean, obviously, earlier you were talking about, like, you know, your relationship with your father. So, um, how did you deal with those emotions that you developed from, like, you know, I guess the way he, I guess, treated you about, like, and the way he, like, trained you, I guess. Like, how did you, de- like, handle those emotions? I I got this, like, weird, like, I shut everything off, man. I became a machine. And that's the worst thing where a guy can can get to, a human being can get, is where you don't know what vulnerability is. You have no feelings. And I, I was a robot. I was literally a robot, understanding that eventually at some point I'll have a purpose, like being in this chat. But I had a miserable childhood because of that. Because uh, everybody's knowing that my dad's beating me up, including my mom, including my sister, when he's not beating them up. And I couldn't do anything. Because when you deal with an aggressor, you're either aggressive or you're not. And I'm not. I'm a lover, not a fighter. So, dude, I had nobody to talk to. I didn't have a coach, HP, to reach out to and say, look, man, this is what's happening to me. What do you do, you know? But now when I speak, I get a lot of guys, especially down here, that'll reach out to me and say, man, I'm going with that with my dad. My dad gets mad at me. My dad hits me. And it's a lot of it's related to baseball. And I say, if you're in that situation and you talk to your dad, say, listen, you're not going to do that again. And if he still does it, then you leave, man. You have a bunch of dudes here that'll have your back. That you can stay with them. They have great parents, great families. And you can, nobody's trapped. We're not trapped anymore. There's options. There's options. So it's like if you don't want to play anymore, if somebody's on this thing right now, they're like, oh, another season of baseball. Baseball sucks. The best thing you can do, talk to Curtis. One-on-one. Say, Curtis, man, I want to thank you, but I'm not feeling it anymore. And you talk to your dad and you talk to your mom. If they call you losers, if they put you down, if they don't give you the love you deserve, then you make a choice. Then you make a choice. I'd rather be by myself than be with bad company. And you have a community. Everybody here has a community. So those emotions that I bottled in, I took them out on the baseball field the wrong way. And it cost me my baseball career. Because if I would have stayed, the guy who I was, it, it would have been interesting. But I didn't give myself that opportunity. Great question, uh, Colton. And Coach HP, I need a favor, okay? Yes, sir. After um, I dismiss everybody at like 8.58, I just need you to stay on, if you don't mind, and talk to one or two players privately for me. Is that okay? Let's do it. Okay. I appreciate that. Uh, Ryan Raspinski, you're next with the question. Uh, how you doing, Coach? Uh, I'm kind of adding on to what Drew said before. You know, you have the opportunity to sit down with the best of the best. What would you say that, when you've seen all these guys work out, hit, and just regardless of talking to them in general, what would you say that they have that makes them have that label the best of the best that not everyone has? Talent, bro. You see that amazing set of hair you have, bro, that I don't have? You see that? Yeah. That TikToker's hair you got going on, bro? See that? Yeah. That's what they have, dude. These guys see things. They hit baseballs, they throw harder, they run faster, and just that's how it is, man. 
And a lot of it is God-given, believe it or not. The man upstairs has blessed these dudes to have tremendous whip, tremendous, uh, they have no fear that when they connect with the ball, maybe me and you, it hits warning track or off the wall, and these guys, it goes 50 feet after the fence. So a lot of these guys is talent, man, talent that you just see from a young age. And then other guys develop the talent and they stayed in the game. That's why I want to keep you guys in the game. That's why I tell parents, keep it fun because you never know when you grow. You never know when something hits. So the best of the best, Ryan, have talent, dude. They got talent and they build a swag. Just like you guys, when you see a player that's going to a Division One school that's one of the best in the country, he walks differently, he talks differently. Those guys, a majority of them are working out by themselves. Nobody has to push them. They're just on a whole different level, man. And they don't go on slumps. And when they do go on slumps, they get out of it super quick, dude. So it's just talent, bro. That's a great question, Ryan. Thank you. Uh, AJ Galinas, one of our pitchers from South Jersey, Coach HP. Uh, 23, huge upside. Great kid, great family. Go ahead, AJ. You're up, man. Hey, Coach. So uh, you had mentioned in response to Nick's question, how one of the main driving factors in your life is this job. So what would you say is the hardest part of being like a motivational speaker? I love this question, bro. Expectations, man. I can't tell you how many people lie to me in my face. Famous people. Because when I started this, people who knew me, everybody criticized me because I used to walk around at the age of 37, Miami baseball field, with a camera vlogging and everybody made fun of me except the kids because nobody knew that nobody had ever done what I started to do. So as I started to do that, I had friends of mine, friends hate on me. And then as I got a little more popular, I have strangers now hate on me. Who does that guy think he is? What does he know? All this stuff. And I'm just saying my story. I've had people tell me that my dad really wasn't as bad as I say he is. How crazy is that? People that have never been to my house are telling me that right, your dad's not that bad. I'm like, but you, you've never been to my house one time. How do you know that? And then what happened is, as I got more popular, then I have now famous people, people that we look up to, people that we've known probably your whole life. Look at me, tell me I got all the potential in the world. I want to do this, 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 and that with you. And then they do zero. And I never hear from them again. Expectations. That's why we manage our expectations. And the only two things you can control are back there. Every time I meet somebody, every time I talk to somebody, every time I talk to a group, I can't control if everybody in here is bored or pumped or whatever. I hope you do. I hope everybody here is like, man, this is fucking awesome. Let's have this dude every fucking day. I hope that. The chances of that, I can't control that. What I can control is, dude, I'm here. I'm present. I'm giving you guys what I got. And that's the best I can do. So the hardest part about being a motivational speaker or being an entrepreneur or being your own boss or going different from what everybody else is doing, make a living of talking about baseball products and helping kids and speaking to make a and podcasting, to make a living out of talking expectations, dude. When they tell you no, you're going to get a lot of no's. Just like you guys, a lot of scouts are going to pass on you. A lot of coaches are not going to think you're any good. 
They're not going to give you the time of day. They're not going to even look at you. They think you suck. You're not worth their time. If you keep coming back, baseball field, your tournament, and you keep attacking, eventually, if it's supposed to hit, it'll hit. But if it doesn't hit, you can use this point in your life when everybody passed on you, when nobody gave you the love you deserve, as that motivation to when you do hit and whatever you do, you don't make the same mistake yourself. That's a great question. So coach, we got about five minutes. I'm so disappointed. You know, unexpectedly, Mark House Little National Director put together a, a conference call at nine o'clock tonight. I mean, I, you know, um, but but the positive is is that we've had a great hour with you. Um, and the positive is that you know what, I would love to do it again because I know there's some unanswered questions from these kids. Uh, my my phone is blowing up with text messages, and um, you know I, I I would love to do whatever we need to do to get you going again for us. And, and just know that how much we appreciate you and you you have you know a number of followers, um, you know coming tonight if they haven't followed you yet. A lot of guys heard you talk, but a lot of guys have not heard you talk. And I know parents and, and kids will be following you extra tonight. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.